Um, topic I want to talk about today is Hashem's name. In this week's parsha, we have Moshe Rabbeinu asked the Kodesh what name should he use when he comes to call yourself to, pre- to present that he's Hashem's messenger to them. And we're given a name which we don't use regularly, that name that he's told, but generally it's some form of the name of Havaya, Hashem being the source of existence. Um, and we, and we're getting next, next week's parsha again. We talk about there's different names and why this name, what, na- what th- that name, etc. So just before I get to the halacha part of it, I just want to touch on the concept of, of a, the, the idea of a, uh, of a name. So Ibn Ezra says a beautiful thought. Ibn Ezra says that the roots of the word name, shame, is from the same word as shom. It's spelled exactly the same. Shom means there. So when I want to say, you know, that the, so this individual gave me, told me something. He's he's you know, he's five eight and he has black hair and he wears glasses, etc. It's very difficult to realize who you're talking about. I tell you his name, you know who I'm referring to. So it's a way to point and say there he is. So that's the idea of shame. Shame is a way to point and say there there he is. The purpose of shame is to be shown, to put him there and say there he is. So we, when we talk about Hashem. We talk about Hashem. We can't see Hashem. We can't point to Him. But when we see certain actions, we certain certain realities, we say, "Oh, Hashem is here. God is here." That's 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 the bottom line of that sentence. So how do we? So we talk about the different ways Hashem runs the world. Are going in different ways that we're going to see. There He is. There are going to be His shamers, His names. So it's rooted back to the word of Shaw. That, that's how the Benesser explains it. I think it's a very, very compelling understanding of it. Uh, there is a phrase which we talk about. We talk about the halachas of uh, a person has something which he can't throw out. It's something holy. He has to take care of. We put it in Shamus. Well, what does Shamus mean? The, the language of the Gemara actually, or the halacha, is Geniza. Geniza means you put it in some form of... Uh, you put it into, into uh, some form of holding it uh, as a treasure. It's it's gone. It's hidden. The karaganiza, right? right? So why do you refer to why do you refer to it as shamus? Because the source of the prohibition is, has to do with Hashem's name, shame. Back to this word shame is referred to shame because of the word shamos, Hashem's name. Um, wh- where is that? The pasuk talks about in the beginning of of Parshas Re'e, the Christ was going there to Israel, and they should destroy the Avodah which is there, etc. You should not do so to Hashem. And the more understands that it means that any place where you have Hashem's name, you can't destroy it. So if you have a safer where Hashem's name is written, you have a piece of paper where Hashem's name is written, you can't destroy it. It's going to require some type of processing that it shouldn't be it shouldn't be actively destroyed, or it shouldn't even passively destroyed if possible, limit the process in certain situations. So hence what we halacha refers to as Geniza became colloquially known as Shamos. Uh, and that's that's uh, one usage of the day of shame. We'll talk about that today also. Um, before I get to that, I want to just talk about what the, the names which we use regularly, what they mean. What are the names which have the halacha, halacha, holy status? And maybe even discuss how to pronounce them appropriately, correct, correctly. Uh, some of them are uh, sometimes, Mr. Burr mentions this point that there's different people do not pr- pronounce them appropriately. So the Shulchan Aruch discusses that when we say Hashem's name, it's written one way and it's, and it's, and it's, and it's, and it's pronounced another way. We write it with what's referred to in the, in the phrase of the, 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 the Mishra Hanar, etc. It's Havaya. 
it's the name of Hashem which represents existence. He's the source of all existence. We're, but we say it with a lotion of Abnus. Hashem is the master. Hashem is the one who's in control. And this is based upon this week's parsha that not the way I'm written am I going to be read until in the future, there'll be a point in time where that's going to be so. But meanwhile, that's not so. The way Shem's name is, is written, it's not to be read. We'll talk about that hopefully in the share as well. So since we're saying that we say Hashem's name is Adnus, so we have to, the, the, the message of that is that he's a Dar Hakal. He's the master of all. So when a person, whenever we say Hashem's name, being the way we pronounce Hashem, the way we pronounce it normally, the person supposed to have in mind, Hashem is the master of everything. The Shulchan Aruch says, but that's only how you read it, but you also write it. The message of what the way it's written is that Hashem is Hoya, Hashem did it was, is, and will be. He's, he's, a, he's an intrinsic ex- existence. Umahavakol, everything came into existence because of him. So he's the source of all existence. So he is he exists, he's the source of all existence. That's what you're supposed to have in mind, according to Shulchan Aruch, every time you say Hashem's name, you're supposed to have in mind the, the, these points, Adonakol. Right, so that's a lot to have in mind every time you say Hashem's name. Every time you say Elohim, so the the meaning of Elohim is referred to is used like we find even by, it's used even not referring to Hashem, referring to Dayan, referring to it's the it's the idea of authority. But the Hashem is the one who's in control. It's not just that he's he's he has these the one who has the ability and the and he is in control of the world. So he's called Takif, he's strong, he has the ability, and he is the one who is, who's the bailim of, of all of the kaifas. You say Elokeinu, and you say that he oversees Kaisa specifically. So you have to have that in mind, you say Elokeim, every time you say Elokeim. I once read a, uh, I guess you call it a Musser essay about, you know, purpose, purpose, Focusing on the, you know, the purpose of life, etc. So this fellow wanted to bring it out in a somewhat humorous way. So he says, "Imagine you get a knock on your door. They count this coming. He's doing an audit, right? But it's not your regular audit. It's a heavenly audit, right? So they take out and he puts out, the, you know, the, 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 the story whether he takes out the calculator. You know, nowadays he wouldn't be taking out the calculator, but he takes out the calculator. He takes out the ledger, etc. He starts going through, you know, says, well, based on, you know, chapter five." Paragraph one, etc. You know all these different things, etc. So chapter five, paragraph one is in the archive of the Shulchan Aruch. Lemuel Yoh said that when a person comes after 120 years, they ask you, "Did you keep the Torah?" You say yes. He said, "Okay, no problem. Let's take out." They start going through. They take out the Shulchan Aruch and they start going through chapter by chapter, paragraph by paragraph. Did you do this or not? And then they tell you how many times you did or you didn't. Right. So, so they get to this. Requirements in chapter 5, paragraph 1. This is what you're supposed to have in mind you say Hashem's name. They tell him how many times he says Hashem's name in his lifetime. How many, and, and of those, 93 times he had the, the, the proper intent. And the other 8 million times, whatever it is, you didn't. Like, you know, that was the story, part of the story. It's like, oh, that's a good point. You know? um, so there's a fascinating idea which, which is suggested. Um, Mr. Burr doesn't suggest it over there, but it's suggested, it seems to me that Mr. Burr, other place, does accept it. Idea of making a tonight. A person can make a declaration that when I say Hashem's name, this is what I mean. So I'm going to get up in the morning, every morning I'm saying, it's printed in some sedurim, that these are the, the, the intent when I say Hashem's name is X, Y, and Z. That he's a and every time today that I say Hashem's name, that's what I mean. 
So apparently it seems to work. And it suggests it's a good idea to do it, the, with the exception of the, the first paragraph, the first Pasuk of Shema. But with the Pasuk of Shema, it will not work. That being said, Ramayish has a tshuva, um, which I saw originally was printed in one of these. Uh, they put out memorial memorial safe for, for somebody who passed away. So it was published there. Eventually it was published and put in the English Marisha. And Marisha says that the, the word God, or the word God, he was writing in Yiddish, that's what it means. When we, when we say the, 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 that word, we have in mind he's the master, he has all the power, etc. So when you say Hashem's name, you think God, that's sufficient. You, you fulfill the requirements of the Shukran of having all these different thoughts in mind by saying, just thinking God. If you'd say without any thought at all, you would have a problem. You did not fulfill your obligation of saying Hashem's name appropriately. So that's a, that's a good... Uh, Does this tonight have to be daily? Or should it be weekly, monthly, annually? <laughs> Based on this annual lecture, I think we have this class the second time next. <laughs> <laughs> we so we can take notes. But go on. Okay. Um, is it, uh, it, can it be done? I, I mean, realistically, it, it could be done, you know, once upon a time for a longer period of time. You do find that it counts to Allah as long as you're like, when you start doing something, as long as you can, you're continuing that thought, the original definition remains in place for the rest of that period of time. So a day would be, seem to be the most logical one of that. But I think that the, the Marisha really uses, because you can use God for, for saying Adnas, you can use God for saying Elohim. It's, it, it, it has all of those meanings in it. That's what it means. Um, so he, he, he wrote it there. He says, when the person says the first passage of Shema, he says, he says, he said, uh, the Kabbalah is, Herzog Yisrael, Yisrael, you should, you should hear this. It says, God is unser God, God is eight. God is, is our God, God is one. So the hills, that's, that is enough to fulfill your obligation of, of having the Kabbalah. So that's, that's a, I think, a good, a good solution for us. Um, there are Siddur, which are printed now. They have, you know, every, there's a Siddur called Kabbalah Sashem Siddur. It has it next to every time it's Hashem's name. It has printed there everything you have to think. So you just have to read the Siddur and look at, and there you go. There you go right? They make life. It's a cover after 120 years. You, you come. Person says your sinner is going to heaven, right? I hope better than that. Okay. Mishra um, points out when you say Hashem's name, so it should be pronounced appropriately, correctly. Um, so it's the way we, the way we pronounce we pronounce the lashon of Abnus. Uh, there's a, there's a there's a chat of under the first syllable, ah. That that sound it should be what's called a chatapata. The chatapata means that it's, it's it's not to be pronounced as elongated as a normal ah sound. It's a, sh- it's a shorter sound. Really, it's supposed to be a schwa sound, but you can't put a schwa sound under an olive. Oh, you can't pronounce that. So you you, you we add a chatap to it. We add a pata to it, but that's called chatap. The word chatoyf means to grab. Means it's all done quickly. The second syllable I think is the most problematic is that it's it's a cholom which is pronounced oh and I, we've heard people say adinoi adinoi is not a shem's name it's adi it's ado is a shem's name right? now how do you pronounce a cholom do you pronounce a cholom like an o sound or an oi sound or an a sound or you know whatever okay that's not my business whatever you, whatever your masar is that's good enough but uh, it pronounce, but it's definitely not pronounced it or e adi. I've heard people pronounce it. You know, I, I, my understanding is you would not answer "Remain to that bracha." 
a person got up to the armor one time in the, the shul and I said, Adi, the, I didn't answer a man. It's not a bird, it's not Hashem's name. Uh, it's a challenge because people sort of like lapse into it, you know. Uh, um, now, the um, the last point that Mr. Burr points out is that it's, it's to be pronounced Milarat. Uh, it's also a little bit challenging. Milarab means that the, in, in the Hebrew pronunciation, the pronunciations in general are either on the, the, the ultimate syllable or the syllable or the penultimate syllable. The last syllable of the word or the, the syllable before the last syllable. You never have pronounced at the beginning of the word. Um, you can have a secondary, some, some words which are longer words, you can have sometimes you have two, two stresses of pronunciation. The primary one being later, and, the, and there's a secondary stress earlier, but you never have the primary stress. If the word has only two syllables, then, then it could be the first syllable. But if it has multiple syllables, it's either on the last syllable or the second to last syllable. Um, but over here, it's to be pronounced. The Behuri says, and others say that it's, it's to be pronounced on the last syllable. So here, a person comes along and says, you know, I want to be very careful that I, that I, that I pronounce the O sound, like Ado, so you stress that part of it, so then you end up stressing the middle syllable. That's incorrect either, also. You have to stress the last syllable, not the middle syllable. So, um, challenge to get it right, but that's, that's you know, that's uh, fine. Um, uh, Shulchanar Paskins, that's that a person should not say Hashem's name without with his head uncovered. So that that's where you you probably familiar with somebody from usually from the older generation. Like you know, they would go bareheaded, but when they make a bracha, they put on the yarmulke. Rabbi, with all this, we're not really saying Hashem's name. This is what we say instead of Hashem's name. So how is it that if you're not saying it right, well, because it, it's not actually his name we're saying. That's that's, that's a hard way of saying it because we pass that one of the, the Shem Hashem and Michalkim is Abbas. Oh, right. So it's one of the seven names of Hashem, which is not Nimcha, even if you write it. Mm-hmm. But Hashem says, I talk of Yenish Manestre, over there, it's written Aleph Dalad Nun Yun. It's not written with the Yud, but it's considered one of Hashem's seven, seven names. So it is one of the names of Hashem. It's not, it's not the. the this primary name, which we don't pronounce at this point in time, um, so it should not be said. The person should not say it without it, with, with his head uncovered. Uh, Rav Moshe has interesting shul. Russia has a little bit of a side issue. Uh, there's arguments nowadays that that the yarmulke, the big discussion of the yarmulke, is something which person, it's 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 a, something which is meeker din. It's only a davar toiv. It's something good to do. It's, it's something which required. Ramosha comes out in his truth is that it's in general it's a double type nowadays, it's not Mikiradin, with the exception of during Davening. Because since the the the, the nowadays the minig of the Goyim is with Dafka to bear their head when there's when they're saying their prayers. So a person would bear his head when he's saying prayers, he'd be he'd be over this so the Taz says of acting like the Goyim, the Goyim, that they bear their head when they're saying prayers. So Russia says that he had a psak, which he passed in the case where a person was was davening and his talus fell off his head and, and pulled the yarmulke with. So he was bareheaded. He realized that this one took a few steps back he realized he he davened bareheaded and Russia says he has to be davening. He's not yet to davening. Because it would be an issue to do that, and therefore he's not here to dominate. Okay. Um, 
the seven names of Hashem, which we deal with the with this kedusha that are the shame of Avaya. Um, there's the shame of Abnus, which is the way we pronounce it. Elokim, Eloka, um, Kael, Shakai, and Sabakas. So those are the names which which have Alocha that you cannot say them. You cannot be moichik them. We also have a locha of Hashem lekechatira. So the Morris says there's an issue of saying Hashem Shemayim Vatolah, saying Hashem's name for no purpose. So, be, so we have an issue when it's written. You have to deal with it. You shouldn't, in some way, cause any type of destruction to it. You can't destroy it. Besides that, we have a halacha in, in speech. A person is not allowed to say one of these names lebatolah. This is independent of the issue of saying a bracha lebatolah. Rachel Batala is Lashisa, Kardaram, that's the rice, and Kardaram, that's the Rabbanon. But there's a, the Gemara says there's a, there's a Pasuk of, there's a Pasuk of Es Hashem Lekechotiro, you have awe from Hashem. The part of the awe from Hashem means that you don't feel comfortable throwing his name around. Like the same way you wouldn't feel comfortable throwing the name around of just, of somebody of great, great stature, you would only say his name when it's appropriate to say it. So the, the, the same thing is true when it comes to Hashem's names. Um, if a person says it in the context of a bracha, there's another problem with bracha levatola, which is a separate problem. The question which comes up is a person, so to say Hashem's name in davening, obviously that's appropriate. But to say Hashem's name in in the Learning Torah, you know, reading he's reading Chumash. That's Hashem's name. You know, that's that's appropriate place to say it. What about a person learning a Gemara? The Mark quotes a pasuk. Should should he say the word Hashem or should he say the actual name of Hashem? So it's actually preferred in Allah Mishnah verse. It's actually preferred in Allah to actually say Hashem's name. It's it's, it's, it's because. When here in the context of learning, you're quoting the you're quoting this 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 pasuk over here. This is Hashem's name. This is this is it, you're at changing the pasuk as it were. You're not supposed to change a pasuk. When you say the word Hashem, you're supposed to say the, the actual name. Just to say it for no purpose. That shame is not at all. But here it's part of learning. Learning is is, is, is appropriate place to say it. What it. Now, how much do you need to say to say Hashem's name in that in that that that, that case? So there's a, there's this thought out there. People think that you know the, the amount you need is you have to say the whole phrase, the whole pasuk. So actually, the Chayyim says that's not true. As long as you say a, a phrase of the pasuk which has made, made sense. So what you're saying would be Hashem, you're saying Hashem's name in context of, of part, a Torah thought. So that's appropriate. That, that, that you can say like, you don't need the whole pasuk. Yeah, like Hashem Tilcha, that would that be enough. Yeah. Now, what about saying Hashem's name in Zemiris? You know, so what, you know, something which was not part of Torah, something which is written by a poet. Can I, can I say Hashem's name over there? So the, the the correct answer is yes. It's there. It's 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 written as a praise to Hashem. It's I'm saying it in a, with an appropriate purpose and function to praise Hashem. So you can say Hashem's name. Um, that's why so many people, when they say this mirrors, say Hashem's name. Now, a person should be careful under the circumstances to not interrupt in the middle of the thought, because then you lose. Then person interrupts in those mirrors, which is no luck that you can't interrupt in those mirrors. It's not like you're dominating. So the, somebody says something. You, say, you know, you see, you see, you might say Hashem's name in, in the middle of the thought before you finish the full thought. 
respond to the person, that's that's going to be inappropriate. And that's why many people don't say Hashem's name in Zemiris because of that concern. Uh, I had a, a Rebbe who did not say Hashem's name in Zemiris. He says, let's go back to the Shukharachayim. Simon, hey, every time you say Hashem's name, you have to have all these kavodas in mind. So when I have to say it, I, I have to, without like saying extra, I worry about saying it wrong without the kavodah. I'm not going to make it up worse. Like, you know, hello. You know? So that was his thought process. But, he, the, but you know, if you go with straight Allah, there's, the, there's nothing, there's, it's actually something, it would be appropriate to say Hashem's name. You're praising Hashem. It's a beautiful thought. You know, whatever the zmiras are, you should say Hashem's name, but you have to be careful not to, not to lose the thought. So really under that, or you would, you would say Baruch Hashem? Would you say Hashem's name there? Would that be inappropriate? Because you're saying Baruch Hashem. Um, theoretically, you could. I think that I would, I would not advise uh, <laughs> to do that because there's that's used so freely. Like uh, you know, I mean, I had I had a, a story which was well, you know, one of my friends told me he was he was he was in City X, you know, home for for Benizmanim. And he comes back and says, Ellie, I have to tell you the story. He goes to a store, you know, and this is like a, like a Habesha type of store. There's a sign on the store which says, Mem Hay will be back at one, you know, one thirty. She says, what's Mem Hay? Fichat, Mir Tashem. Now, the, the phrase is not Mir Tashem, it's Im Yir Tashem. If Hashem will, you know, Hashem will allow, it's Im, with the, with the, it's not Mem. But the guy was like so not you know thinking or not even familiar. Mir Tashem, you know. So he wrote Mem Hey, Mir Tashem. So we use Baruch Hashem close to the way we use Mir Tashem. I would not advise saying Hashem's name in that circumstance. You shouldn't say definitely shouldn't say Mir and then say Hashem's name because Mir is not a word. Right. So uh, I, I think that's what the more talks about the idea of you know we had the more in the dorm, which was they actually would, the correct way to say a full letter is you say Korban Hashem. They were they were they were not to do that because we're afraid you're going to interrupt in the middle of the phrase. Right. right so they changed it to so they made this word uh, a, a called karnam instead of carbon that people shouldn't use their phrase because you're going to interrupt them in the middle of the phrase. See, so Halach was concerned about that possibility. Okay, this is I guess round. This is about we cover about a third of the, of the material which is here, but we'll stop here. For now. <laughs>